podcast i'm sabrina and i'm Alyssa, and welcome to episode 2.17 the second virtual recording that we are doing courtesy of our incredible incredible studio gotham podcast studios here in new york we are really excited to be back another week here with you all during this actual pandemic (laughs) um (laughs) it's very strange that like this is the time we're in but you know what we're making the best of it. We're doing everything we can to figure it out and navigate as we can. I'm kind of into the virtual recordings, though. This is nice. This is interesting. Um, oh, no. Oh, there's oh, a pupper in the background. No, Here no, we go. No. Oh, yeah. I don't yes. like it. Okay. I'm going to shut the door. Wow. Which pupper was that? Um, I think that was Brutus. What a cutie. So, yeah, that's how that's uh, different. Um, with these virtual recordings, <laughs> we have the possibility of dogs. Not here. There's no animals here. I kind of miss Lula. Um, for those who don't know, Sabrina has a cat and we also live together. Um, that cat's name is Lula. She's a hoe, but I miss that hoe. Yeah, she misses home too. These dogs are a lot for her. I'm sure it is. Man, that's a struggle. Wow. Good segue into our first segment here of what's your struggle with, <laughs> with a guest struggle of Lula. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been struggling with that for way too long now. <laughs> oh wow, wow, that's crazy, man! So shall we intro our segment how we always do? Oh, I guess we shall. You ready? I mm. think so. It's what your your struggle? <laughs> oh my god! I had there's it. Like, there's like a delay, so I I don't know if it's like when you're talking or I'm talking, but like I started and then you just came in like a second after me. And I was like, Oh, I think there's a delay. Cause no. I was saying it as you were saying it. So. No. Well, that's Uh-oh. struggle number one. Um, well, I guess I'll go first of what's my struggle. It is my, I think it's my third week going on of working from home. And at first it was nice. And and don't get me wrong, I'm very, very thankful to have a job during this time. I really, really, truly am. But there are some real struggles in finding working from home. Specifically, finding the balance of when I'm working and when I'm not working. And it's tough because it is just so easy to sign back on or like answer a quick chat or a quick email. And I'm really having to put more boundaries up than I think more than ever. I've always done a pretty good job of it, but now it's tough because I don't just leave an office. My, my home is the office right now. And it's, and it's tough because I work right now. I'm working from the living room and my roommate, um, thankfully we have a fourth room. She's been working from the fourth room and we have like really good workstations that way. But you know, when the day is over, I'm trying to get in the routine of like putting my laptop away, putting it in my backpack, but it just doesn't feel like home. Sometimes I still feel like I have to like find something to switch off that work environment. And I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in that same boat as you trying to figure out where is that line between work and home when you're working from home. Yeah, man, it's tough. It is not, uh, it's not easy. If there's anybody out there that 
knows how to do this, please let us know because I am struggling. <laughs> it's like tips are needed. Tips tips are needed. You can hit us up at keeping it together podcast at gmail.com or any of our social handles, please. Your girl is struggling. It's like more of like a somber struggle this week, not like a funny one. It's just tough, man. And yeah. it's it's tough to think I won't. I'm a very, I'm ex, I'm an extrovert. Um, I'm very, I'm an introverted extrovert is really what I am. And I know there's a lot of people out there like that. And it's hard for me to accept the fact that I won't see some of my coworkers and my team for at least another month. And my extroverted self is literally going insane. Um, it's, it's bugging out completely because it is just so different to me to not talk to people. Oh my God. We're not going to really see people for another month. That just like, that really hit me. Oh yeah. It's a real, it's like, we don't know for sure, but we're expecting it because of the situation at hand. And I'm trying to figure out how I can still talk to people, um, and have like somewhat of a face to screen interaction, but with like actual voices, like having cameras on, like if you need to chat with somebody, you're on like a Google hangout or a zoom meeting or, or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. I'm like really trying to figure it out, but, um, I haven't yet. Aww. And it's tough. Cause like, I want to go outside, but I can't go outside. And I have to limit myself. And I now talk to the pigeons as like, oh my god, that's like one of my forms of communication now. Like, there's this pigeon that sits on my AC. I have a window unit and um, comes in the mornings, like seven a.m. He's right there. I think it's a he. Comes I over. He pecks on the glass, and uh, yeah, we have our morning interaction, and that's <laughs> a thing now. Because I'm actually losing my mind. I don't know his name yet. We'll figure it out. That's wonderful. Enough of my <laughs> struggles. Um, Sabrina, <clears throat> what's your struggle? Oh, oh man. Um, uh, yeah, this quarantine hit me pretty hard this past week. Um, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away on Friday. So um, that man, I'm sucks. I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, he was, he was, he was old. He lived a long, good life, uh, but he I know, didn't have his told me, problems. When you told me earlier this week, I like, my heart just like broke. Mainly yeah. because you guys, I know you guys weren't able to be there with him. Yeah, so we had gone to the hospital twice in this past week. Um, but I mean, my grandpa just always had something wrong with him, but he just always pulled through it. Um, unfortunately, this time wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. um, a really shitty time for something like that to happen. Because, um, you know, like you said, we couldn't really be with him in the hospital. And then, you know, right now, mm -hmm. uh, we we figured out a funeral arrangement. But um, it's going to be strictly just family, like not even really a lot of extended family, just like a short 30 minute you know, final goodbye. And then mm -hmm. that's it. So not like a real funeral. It, this, this is a very strange time. So that, that, that was, that was my big struggle this past week. I'm so sorry, um, man. <laughs> I, it, and it's sad to say there's other people who are going through this as well. There are other people yeah. who, you know, they have to do this. Um, and at least there's like, you know, comfort in knowing that you're not alone in this, but it's still yeah. something that I would never wish on anybody. Um, yeah. 
it's just a really shitty situation and i'm so sorry and i wish i could hug you man i know i wish i could hug you too i wish i could hug a person like it's it's a risky thing like when i see my grandma tomorrow and i see my mm-hmm. cousins tomorrow i can't even really hug them yeah my, my cousins my cousins and my aunt um they're essential workers so you know they're out mm-hmm. in it um every day and you know my grandma's been to the hospital already so mm-hmm. you know she's kind of I, I don't know if she's been exposed to it or anything but um you know she, i i don't know so i i'm afraid of one getting exposed from my family members or I'm afraid of maybe exposing my Mm -hmm. family members to it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be able to hug anybody like this is stupid. Um, but I mean, this this is our reality right now and this sucks. Um, it sucks. Like I hope everybody knows it fucking sucks. And I like to take comfort in knowing I'm not alone in shit. So if anybody out there is, you know, feeling this way too, like we are feeling it with you. We try and be positive so much. I've been trying to be very positive and optimistic during all of this, but I think there are times where we just have to admit that this fucking sucks. It is not ideal. Sometimes you just got to wallow in the suck. I yep. think I think that's one of like the biggest things I've learned in my past year, um, you know, trying to recover from grief and going through grief and all that stuff is that sometimes you just got to let yourself feel the suck, but know that mm-hmm. there is another side to it. Like there are going to be better times. Um, and right now, right now is the time to feel it because we're going through it right now. Mm-hmm. So it's OK to wallow in it a little bit, but just know that there is another side to it. It's like, yes, wallowing it. Um, my my two cents with wallowing is don't wallow every single day. Don't let it be the bane of your existence. Because I know there are people out there, I used to be like this, where I would wallow and wallow and wallow, and it would just kind of spiral. Mm-hmm. It's like, exactly. feel you can't, feelings, you, but feel them through. Yeah, like you, like you can't stay stuck in it. Like, no, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay to feel this right now, but you gotta, you gotta get out on mm-hmm. the other side of it. There is always a new day. Man, we get inspirational up in here. There is an always oh a new God. day <laughs> to come, a new chance to have new feelings and new emotions. And that's my mantra when I feel shitty. It, there have been some days where it's been rough, where like after work, I'm just like, I am beat. Like I'm just really, really beat. But I've, I've been doing this thing where um, I actually learned it from a... Uh, there's an Instagram account I follow called Samantha Daly. It's a girl I went to college with. And there's this thing that you write down and it's three, three, five. It is three wins, um, five affirmations, and I think three goals that you want from the day. And it's a simple journaling technique. I probably just butchered it, but I know it's a three, three, five technique. I just don't have it in front of me right now, but I've started doing this when I feel really shitty, when I like am in my low points of my day and it, because I'm putting my focus on something else, it actually helps me out of my wallowing more than I could have ever imagined. And it's only like a five minute thing. That's my, like my whole point of that was that find something that brings you out of it. Find something that distracts you to the point where you won't wallow forever. And you can find hope in something else to let you know that the feelings will pass. 
I think that's kind of how we can segue into what we want to talk about today. Yes. Um, I would also like to bring something happy or funny to the conversation. So I had to shut the door because of the dogs. And right now I'm looking at the door and there's a paw. And the paw is oh. coming up underneath the door. And Lula's oh. like, let me in. Oh, my um, God. It's really cute. And it put a big smile on my face. And hopefully people imagining that, that puts a smile on your face wow, as we go into this next segment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to open up the door now. I can't take open it. Open the door for sad. her while you do that. Um, so one of the things we were trying to figure out about what to talk about um, is, you know, while, yes, coronavirus is a thing, we're all in quarantine, there have been a lot of new developments and forms of entertainment, like how we're staying connected with people, things that we've all taken a liking to, and new things that we're doing during this time that we probably wouldn't have done outside of this. Um, and I think oh, yeah. the, the first big one are Nintendo switches. They've yes. been around for like a minute, but I feel like nobody has, I was always thinking about buying one and my boyfriend has one. Um, but I don't think I would have bought one so instantly if it were yeah. not. For this. I feel like, yeah, I was like thinking about it, but it wasn't really at the forefront. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't had a video game console since the Nintendo Wii. Like, I actually pulled it out when I first got home uh, to play mm-hmm. some games, because I, I ended up ordering a Switch, and I logged on to one of my games that I hadn't logged on to since 2008. Oh my god! Um, I know! So, yeah, that goes to show how much I'm really into video games, but I ended up buying a Nintendo Switch. I was kind of, I was kind of convinced to, because well, everybody was doing it. It was a little bit of a peer pressure thing, but then also it was a way for me to connect to people that wasn't just uh, social media. So I was yeah. like, let me get this game. I can play games with my friends. You know, I can do Animal Crossing. I can do Mario Kart, Mario Party, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of games. And then it's just insane. It's insane that it's sold out everywhere, though. Because, like, to your point of wanting to connect to people, I had to fucking search for one. Yeah. I went, I had a couple in my cart on Amazon, um, that would keep disappearing. So I had to buy it um, on eBay. I bought mine on eBay. I haven't used eBay since like 2010. So that was a whole experience of like trying to find a retailer out there that like was good and would work. Yeah. Um, Cause also an issue that I was running into was, um, delivery date. Yeah, um, yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. They weren't gonna come for like weeks, and I was like, I want mine now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we do live in that I want it now type of culture, so it's tough because you're spending. You know, these switches are not cheap. I think I spent like four hundred dollars on my switch with like shipping and everything to like rush ship it so I could get it and start playing Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Which the fact that this game has just blown up all all over again is crazy. I remember yeah. playing this back in the day. Um, I don't remember it too much, but it's really taken off with, I think, a demographic they didn't intend would take it off the way that it did. Uh, what What do you mean? Well, Animal Crossing started out as a game for kids, like those who are 10 and 13 years old, not people who are 25 and 35 years old. True. Like true, when true, true. Game, okay, when I know game, what you mean. <laughs> oh my god, Sabrina, I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Um, well, think about it when the game first came out. It was Nintendo DS, and I think that was the first con that's the first console I played it on. 
And, I played it on the Wii, man. Yeah, that was a good one. They had it for Wii as well. But I just, I think it's great. It's, and it's cool that everybody has kind of started around the same time. Like everybody's kind of in the same island journey. Like there are some people who are a little more yeah. advanced. But um, it's nice to know. It's kind of cool that everybody's on the journey together. Like our roommate has it too. Yeah, like nobody is too far ahead or too far behind. Because I know I've run into the issue before where like I'll start a game too late. And mm-hmm. so everybody's kind of like at one point or, um, you know, they're starting to fall off as I'm starting to get into it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're not really finding that with that game. Like everybody, everybody's in the thick of it. And then like I see people on Facebook, they're like, y'all need some peaches. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are instantly, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that one um, Facebook game, the farming game, Farmville. Oh my god! At one time, wow, that's what's going on right now. What a throwback, man! But it is. I mean, there was that Tinder date that happened through Animal Crossing. They literally met on Tinder. He came to her island. They had a whole little date. He brought her peaches. It was a whole thing. It was. It was so pure. Oh my gosh! I yeah, I saw that on TikTok. Actually, ah. It's been a favorite thing for me to do to look at the Animal Crossing TikToks. Oh, That's those are funny great. stuff right there. Those are funny. I don't I it's good content, man. There was like one I saw somebody not on TikTok but on Instagram. They made a video of their character dancing to the new coronavirus song and it was like coronavirus and it was just this little Animal Crossing girl just dancing around not knowing what she's dancing to and I was losing it. That's funny. It. it was so one of my, funny. One of my favorite ones I saw is uh, somebody took the audio from that one vine where it goes, why are you running? Why are you running? Um, and oh instead, my God. Um, it's it's an animal crossing. It's like the main character. They're running away. And mm-hmm. they're like, they're going, ah, And then it's Tom <laughs> Nook running behind them going, why are you running? Tom why Nook. Running? And the caption was, when you have to pay your mortgage. <laughs> I feel that. Listen, though, Tom Nook <laughs> is teaching me how to pay some of my credit card bills now. I feel like I'm getting the financial lesson I needed, but never got anywhere else. <laughs> I feel like I'm very financially smart. That was not a good sentence. But I feel like on the game, <laughs> I am very... <laughs> on the game. You are financially like, am... literate. You are financially yes. literate. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I'm putting in like a little bit of money at one time. Like I have a certain balance I'll keep in my pocket. Then I'm like yeah. anything over that balance, I'll like put away in the bank. And like put right now savings. I've been slowly saving up to pay off like the payment I have to make to make my house bigger. Um, oh, I just, so I'm just i almost step, done with that payment. I'm almost done with that payment, girl. I, I think the next step is you'll get another room after that. I yeah. want to get to the point where I can move my house. I know where I want to put my house. Oh, no, I love my house location. I just want more rooms. I need more decorating rooms. <laughs> See? See how into this we are? This it's a insane. thing, though. If you would have told me back in January, like, hey, you're going to get real deep into this video game, like you're going to want to build a utopia, I would have oh, yeah. laughed in your face. I would have laughed. I would have laughed so hard. I'm two weeks into this game, and I am in deep. I told my boyfriend I had an addiction. You know, this morning it was funny. We were um, we were sitting in bed. We were cooking breakfast and waiting for some stuff to cook in the oven. We both pull out our switches, and we're both playing games. I'm like, this is my new reality, and I kind of like it. 
I would have never. I would have never considered myself a gamer in any form ever. Um, I like video games. My boyfriend, that's his life. I now have multiple on my Switch. I am becoming a Mario Kart queen. I'm being taught how to play Smash Bros. I've never played Smash Bros. in my life. Like, there are people who are so deep into that game. Now I'm learning. Wow, I think Scott is, like, loving this new reality. It's a good one, and I'm into it, man. I'm (laughs) saving some money while doing it. My hand-eye coordination, I am no longer going to be uncoordinated because of this. Like, Um, hand-eye coordination is going to go up. We'll see. My hand-eye coordination is awful. I am such a klutz. So I really hope that this helps me. Also, on that note, I've been playing Just Dance. Oh, did you get that one? I thought about getting that. Our roommate Kelsey got it, and um, we're actually learning one of the songs so we can start doing it at bars. And it's this duet, and we literally dance to it every day. We have one dance a day, and it's just this dance. We each have our characters so we can memorize this dance. Man, now I feel like I need to get Just Dance so I can be a part of it. Man, I, you got to get it. It's a good one. It's a good one. But Man, you have to... Do you think that since people have all this time on their hands right now, and everybody's big thing is like learning dances, like I see it a lot on TikTok, do you think people are just going to roll up to the clubs when this quarantine is over, and they're just going to have some like bomb-ass moves? Yep. Like some choreographed shit? Because I'm yep. ready. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking ready. ready. I am ready to see it. 100%. I think, though, the other thing that's been a really cool thing to watch and kind of be on a journey with is Tiger King. Yeah. Like, non video game related, but like similar in the fact of like everybody is on this show right now. It's like, even if you haven't seen it, people know what you're talking about. Like, people oh, understand yeah. the big points to it. Yeah. I mean, when I saw this interview with the producers that were. They were saying, you know, they knew that the show would be a lot of traction just because of how ludicrous it is, but they never imagined it would blow up this big, ever. And I think this whole time kind of made it. Um, I've watched the series now twice. I watched it once with my roommate, once um, with my boyfriend, and he watched man, it twice. I watched it twice. Are you you, you me? learn a lot. You learn a lot more the second time around because you know the whole plot line, but then you figure out other pieces to the puzzle along the way because you know parts of it already you're like oh my god that's it um like i am very convinced that carol baskin killed her husband oh i totally believe that uh she killed him for sure don't I don't get me wrong was Joe Exotic is insane. he's crazy he's a crazy dude um but i think he was onto something there i don't know how or I maybe think... she was involved in his kidnapping I think that um, he was planning on running away, which is why those pieces are there. But I Mm -hmm. think she caught him and she killed him. Yeah, I think there was an altercation and maybe a tiger got involved. And I I, like I'm very, very convinced now watching it a second time through like the pieces are just they're there. See, you can't. he, He was saying Carol was crazy. You can't you can't warn a woman like that. You just gotta go. No, and you want to know. You want to know what's great? I've been to Big Cat Rescue. I have been there. Oh my gosh! Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Um, no, I've been there, and it is exactly how you see it there. Every you don't, and it's truly like a sanctuary for these cats. Um, but like I remember back in the day, 
they the animals had way more room to run. Like I remember you would get in these, you would walk around. I mean, you'd be walking around for hours because of how much space there is. And when I saw it in the the series, it looked like it was a lot smaller. Granted, it could have been the shots, but um and the way that it was filmed. But it almost looked like it was smaller to me, and I was surprised. I just found there it could funny. be a chance. Who knows, could, honestly. I mean, Those- if, if they're trying to fit more cats in there, then maybe they had to and it's make expensive. the smaller. I don't know. It, when one of the guys said it cost sixty to $70,000 to feed one cat. That's one cat. How are they getting that money? Like, where are all these I other mean, smaller cats getting it? They obviously charge people. Well, Big Cat Rescue is getting it from a lot of other places because they're a nonprofit. They're getting it from um, a lot of animal rights organizations. So I get how they're getting it. But what about all these other damn zoos? Where are they getting it? I'm concerned. Like, I'm so concerned how much they're spending. I I could do a lot with $60,000. These private zoos, they're they're run by sketchy people. We've seen it. Sketchy people. Look at Doc Antle. Dude yes. is running a cult, and if you are not seeing it, he is literally luring women in, making them get breast implants, making them uh, do anything that he wants them to do. Like, what? It blows my mind. Sabrina, what did you think when you found out that um, the one, I don't remember her name, but it was the one that left, he forced her to get implants and the only reason she did it was because she wanted to sleep i thought that that was fucking insane i was like are you kidding me i i honestly i was just blown away i mean this this whole documentary was just i it just kept turning and turning and turning mm-hmm. and i don't know when the hell it was gonna stop um it was just one of those things so when she said that, yes, it was one of those moments where my jaw dropped. But then also at that point, I was like, nothing is going to surprise me anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, well, shit, anything can go, apparently. Anything it, can go. It can. I mean, it's just a wild ride. But I love all the memes that are happening because of this. I saw somebody post on their um, Instagram story uh, a photo of their front door and it said to Carol Baskin kill her husband and then underneath there were two pieces of paper saying yes or no and people's packages were left under yes as like that's the selection oh my god um so I keep great. seeing I keep seeing people do like cosplay to this so like these women are dressing themselves up as Joe Exotic and it's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen oh yeah there's I see family that. like photo shoots there, I, there was like this family they did like a themed dinner night and they all dressed up as characters from the documentary and like it's like wow this has just sprung up some type of weird culture here we are it's weird man but you know what everybody's into it and it's hysterical um it's so funny to me I just like I still have so many unanswered questions. Like, how is well, Joe? Apparently, doing they're coming. They might be putting out another episode. What? Yeah, I've read that today. They might what? Put out another episode, and then the people said that they have enough. They could release a second season to this. <gasps> There's more to the oh story. Are we I have so surprised. many questions. I need it. Sabrina, I need this more. And I've never needed a second season of a show before in my life because I have so many questions. 
because a lot of this is based in Florida, aka where I'm from. Um, I have so many questions. You're from Florida. I would have never have guessed. You know, some people might not know. Okay, there might be new people tuning in that don't know. Um, but yes, I'm from Florida. I'm from two hours south of Tampa. So, like, I've seen a lot of these places. I've heard a lot of these names. I've been to some of the pres- wildlife preserves that are in Florida. So I am wholeheartedly invested in this entire journey. It is amazing for me to watch right now as, like, a former Floridian. It's hysterical. I think, though, the other thing, it's it's so unrelated to Tiger King, but I think it's really cool to talk about is what's going on with Zoom right now. This whole web-based chat rooms, meetings, kind of coming back again. It's interesting. It's I feel like they're making a killing right now. Oh, they have to be. I mean, you know, I remember first hearing about web chatting. The big thing was Skype. Um, yeah. And then, I yeah. don't know, I feel like that kind of fell off a little bit i mean people still face chatted but it was a lot of facetime um yeah I, yeah i just heard about zoom maybe like one or two years ago and it was like one little yeah. random web conferencing but i was like oh, okay mm-hmm. um and then well, also zoom what i remember hearing about again. it there was also like before any of this a lot of negative press around them like i remember seeing them and there was the there were a couple articles saying that they were using facial recognition data and selling it and i was like what like this is insane um so i don't know what actually happened with that but i remember reading stuff about it and now it's just completely blown up it's like everybody's using it my my job does not use it we um we use google hangouts but um i know people are using it to have like happy hours with each other um, I've seen people do like birthday parties through it. And a lot of people like it because you could change the background of your, of your screen where you're viewing from. Oh yeah. So that, um, it depends on what device you're using. So you can't get that on every device, which sucks. Right. Um, so I, I've used zoom a couple times so far. I've done it for like happy hour. I've done it for a work meeting. Um, I have also done it for trivia, which that was pretty fun. Um, so I've it, it's it's been it's been a different experience than what I've had from using Skype. Um, I think with Skype I couldn't even do group calls. But um, what yeah, I found is that I can only get the background on my phone. Cannot mm. get the background on the computer. Um, interesting because I know people who do it on the computer. Because some bitch turned herself into a potato on a work meeting. I, mm-hmm. I turned herself into a potato. I, did see that. I think what I read is she was the boss. Uh, she turned herself yeah. into a potato and she could turn it on. So she had to stay like that for the uh, for the rest of the meeting. Um, Literally, was a potato. Oh my god! I think. Could but you imagine like, if that filter changed her voice? I would die. I would oh my die. god! In- presenting important business information as a potato with a voice filter with it. I would, oh my God, that would be hysterical to watch. But I think it's funny because this has really kind of been the work from home culture, obviously, of like um, doing web-based chats and doing Zoom meetings. I feel like nobody went through like, what is the etiquette when you're working from home and you're going to be on one of these calls, right? Like, I feel like there should just, like, you shouldn't even have to say some of this shit, but this news stories I'm seeing from this is insane. Like, there was one guy, he was butt-ass naked, like, butt-ass naked 
and showed his penis to the camera, but he didn't know his camera was on. And he was like getting dressed for the day on a work meeting with 40 people. With 40 people? How did he not know the camera was on? How did he not know? The, the, like, it asked for your permission to use the camera. I yes. don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. How do you not see the light on your laptop that's like, hi, there's a camera on? Um, or get you one of like every, the camera covers. Not every computer has light. My my Lenovo does not have uh, does not well, have using the camera. If you're if you're accepting to let you know there be camera access, one would think that you would know sure. the camera's on. It kills me. And this keeps happening. We're like people are like doing shit they shouldn't be doing on a work call, like. Why? Why? <laughs> well, like I just don't. It blows my mind, Sabrina. Sometimes that I see this, and I'm just like, "Are you that dumb? Like, just turn your camera off." There's a button. You know, we're doing the virtual call right now. If I wanted to, I could turn my camera on, but I don't because I see that it's off, and it's off, and it tells me that it's off. Oh, it's it's fine. Everything is fine. Dang, my my experience with Zoom has not been this interesting because I man, man, I wish something like this I could witness. Not no, I just have random say, like, but <laughs> I just have random dogs that come to the screen. Which the dogs are great. Oh, it's great. People's kids. It's cute. But I want something funny like this to happen, like completely yeah, unexpected. I need some entertainment. But I feel like people would say, like, hey, dude, your camera's on. We see you. You know, you where's know that? Why are people not saying anything? I think because some people are still trying to understand the technology. So another thing I've been seeing is that, um, you know, not everybody's understanding what's going on with this technology. So, for example, I've seen some professors, they not share their screen so they're giving a lecture and the students aren't seeing anything but they muted all the students so they're not hearing the students so a professor is giving a lecture nobody knows what's going on and he goes on for like an hour before even noticing um you know also other people like they're chatting each other and um they're unaware that the chats are saved when the lecture is over so Mm -hmm. the teacher can see the chat so i uh read this one story that this one girl and this guy, they were privately chatting each other. All right. They were privately chatting each other and they were saying some sexual things like call me daddy. Um, <gasps> and they were Stop. unaware, they were unaware that when the call ended that the teacher was going to be able, like the host was going to be able to see all public and private chats that went yeah, on. Yeah. And the private chats. Ooh, yeah. That's sneaky. That's sneaky. I'm like, oh, y'all got to message each other like on Facebook or something. Yeah. Or just don't, or just, just don't do it. Just don't do it again. Back to the etiquette. Like, why are people doing this? But you know what? Cause I don't think people are fully understand are fully understanding everything about zoom, you know, cause me, I'm looking at zoom and I'm coming into it with my previous information of Skype and obviously Skype and zoom mm-hmm. are not the same. No, Um, so people are still trying to figure out this technology together. Um, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like somebody should just tell you, you know, like, hey, I can see your messages, or hey, you can toggle your camera on or off. 
if you just turn it off hey, if you're, you're naked. <laughs> like uh it blows my mind i will say the positive side to a lot of this though are people are getting closer with their coworkers their families and at least for me i feel like i'm getting closer to friends or just speaking to some that i haven't spoken to in years um yeah. i think there is a sense of unity going on of people checking in on each other and it's something i really 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 appreciate like i've always been that person who's been like a fly on the wall like i'll check in every month or so and shoot someone a text like hey just saw this post like good to see you're doing well like what's going on in your life but I like that there are other people who normally don't do this are doing this now. Yeah. Um, I know I've been doing a lot more. I am notoriously, notoriously bad at uh, keeping up with people. I am yeah, that you are. silent um, that silent cheerleader. I see you doing well on social media. I'll like your shit. Um, but I am too, I have too much anxiety to reach out first. Um, so I, oh my God. Um, but now, um, you know, I've, I've had people reach out to me. Um, you know, I'm reaching out to a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a while. Um, and I'm finding myself getting more involved in like these little online things like the online trivia or, uh, doing like the online drinks or taking any opportunity just to, interact with people on the internet um, yeah i mean we did that last night we played kings while all drinking together and we pulled cards for you you know right, like it's like, like three rounds i just want to put all this right, out all there. right all right like hold, on, hold on hold on well, hold on like, hold on good night um, i was really drunk i was i will wholeheartedly say that we drank a lot um but the idea and the thought was there and we thought we were like damn we should do this more and bring more people in it like we should do point, that the point being is that people are doing things they normally wouldn't do um, in a really positive way. Like there are back to what I was saying, like some friends that are, I've been talking to, I haven't spoken to one of my old teammates um, probably since I graduated college. She was on my synchronized figure skating team back in the, when I was at Ohio state and we just started reaching out to each other over Instagram, like just checking in. Um, she's still in Ohio and I'm here. And it was just so great to hear and catch up with her for, I think we talked like on FaceTime or on the phone for like an hour. And it was just great. Like it was somebody who I've been meaning to talk to and reach out to. But because of all of this, I now have time. And it was just really meaningful. Um, and it was really wholesome. And it was just a really great conversation with somebody who I was really good friends with. Um, and we just picked up like where we left off and it was great. And I really love that this is going around. Yeah. You know, it's it's so nice. It is nice. You know, I, I get really bad with staying in touch with people. Um, actually, you know, who reached out to me recently, my host family from when I lived in Peru, I haven't heard from them. I haven't heard from them in a long time. And I got an email and I freaked out and I thought it was so great. They are just beautiful people. And they wrote to me because they've been seeing stuff on the news. Um, you know, they're scared and they were like, we know you live in New York now. How are you doing? How's your family? And they actually met my parents when I was down there. My, my, um, my parents and my brother came. So they were asking about them and, uh, it was just a really cool, cool thing. And just something where I've been meaning to email them, you know, just as quick of an email as that. But this whole pandemic has really, I think, brought people together in ways that, we normally wouldn't bring people together. I don't know. It yeah. sounds weird, but I think how, it's a thing. How is the host family doing? How is it uh, going down there in Peru with everything going on? 
They're doing good. Honestly, we didn't really talk about it. Um, we exchanged like a couple emails back and forth of just like what's been going on with their lives. They had a family business. Naturally, I you know had to ask, and they're doing really, really well. Um, they expanded their home, which was great. Like I was so proud of them. That house was small when we were in it, but they're still hosting students. They are still just doing really well. And it was just so good to hear that because I, it was like people I've been thinking about for a long time. And you know, that feeling you're like, damn, I should reach out to them. Like, Oh, I should really call them. I should text them. I should email them, whatever. But they, we, we didn't talk about the pandemic. And, and honestly, I think that was the best thing was not talking about it. And that's something I'm finding is, is really helpful is talking to people about them rather than what's going on in the world. Well, I'm glad to hear that they're doing well. Me too, man. Um, (laughs) Have you like been reaching out to a lot of people? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I've been talking with some of my old bandmates. I've talked a little bit with people who I actually went to high school with that. I haven't really chatted with, um, in a while, but yeah, I just find myself, if I see somebody pop up on the social media, I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, on the um, social media. What? I said on the social media. That's what you said. On the social media. <laughs> on the it social media. Funny. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> this quarantine's getting to me, man. <laughs> We're all going crazy here. Um, well, I think that leaves us in a good spot to kind of start wrapping shit up here, man, with our final segment. How do you keep it together? Sabrina, I will kick it off to you to start here. How have uh, you been keeping it together this week? Cool. Um, well, I have found out that I actually cannot take too much of a rest from working out. As it turns out, my body is so used to bending so hard that I almost break all the time that me going from going a thousand miles a minute to doing nothing has resulted in me not sleeping. So... No. That was a very long explanation for me to say that how I have to keep it together is I have to actually uh, keep working out. Um, so I was always giving myself like two to three days a week, um, letting myself take a little bit of a step back because my body was starting to feel pretty um, run down uh, right before the quarantine. So I was I was going to use this time as like a chance to chill a little bit uh but my body is like well if we're gonna do this we're just not gonna uh sleep because you don't need it because we're so used to mm-hmm. uh using so much more energy so I was like, well, well that and like <laughs> you're commuting all day too like you're not just working out like here in new york you have to walk everywhere or take a train yeah so my body is using significantly less energy right now Um, so in order for me to stay balanced and for me to be able to, uh, sleep at night, one, I have to work out and two, I actually, you know, I can't just sleep. Like I need to set an alarm. Like, yes, I'm not technically working right now, but I have to limit the amount that I'm sleeping or else I won't keep a uh, consistent sleep schedule. And that's going to be trouble, uh, coming back Mm -hmm. into work in a couple weeks if I can't get a handle on it now. So Mm -hmm. look at you go, man, putting routine back in your life. I'm out here trying. Yeah. I mean, that's good though. It's, it's important to 
have somewhat of a routine now. So that way, when things do open back up, we are back in our normal work schedules. It's not going to be a tough transition because that's what I'm more nervous about, at least for myself, is the transition of going back to commuting and waking up at 4.30 so I can make my workout and um, meal prepping and all of that. I know. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I have to stop going to bed at 2 a.m. Uh, mm -hmm. cause I can't pull that cause I'm going to have to start waking up at 4 a.m. again. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I need to get on a consistent eating schedule and actually eat meals, not snacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it'll be sticky getting back into real life if you don't get a handle on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's great. Um, and it's, it's really good to do this now, like you said, rather than later before you're back in New York. Yeah. Well, How I guess I will keeping it together. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a struggle, but what I'm really trying to get in the habit of doing, um, cause I'm finding it's really hard for me to get up and actually do a workout right now. I'm trying doing it like two or three times a week, which is, and I'm doing it consistently two, three times a week, which is a lot better than what I was doing before. But what I found is really helpful is going out for a morning walk. Um, I, I remember reading something the other day, not the other day, but like a couple weeks ago that the first 30 minutes of your day is how you set the in, the tone for your entire day ahead of you. So what you do for the first 30 minutes from when you wake up completely sets the stage for how you're going to have your day. And something that I found really helps is if I get up, I throw leggings on and a t-shirt and my sneakers and I go walk um, right before the sun rises. And it's a beautiful walk because it's very peaceful out. There's literally nobody outside. Um, and I, I thankfully I live next to a park, so I walk along the water and it really helps me tackle the day. It really helps me get a good start to know there is still beauty out there. Nature is still there. Um, and it just kind of reminds me to count my blessings and, and really just be thankful for what I do have rather sit around and wish for what I don't have right now. Um, there are still some, there's a lot of good out there in, in a time where it's really, really tough to find it. I'm trying to find it in the little ways. So for me, these walks have been really, really helpful. Um, and it's been nice. I do it with my our other roommate, Kelsey here some mornings, either way, it's either at least 30 minutes to myself or 30 minutes with my roommate before we start our days. And it's great. I mean, it's definitely a beautiful time of year to do that. I mean, we're rolling into spring, so the mornings yeah. are a little bit chilly, but it's not spring too has, bad. Spring has not Get stopped here in New York, air. let me tell you. It's definitely warmer here, too, so it's like I want to be outside because it's warmer, but I'm trying to obviously limit it as much as possible. Um, but the walks, they really help because it gets me out of the house for just a bit while practicing social distancing, of course. I'm literally avoiding everybody. Um, but it's really nice and it really just kind of sets that tone for a good day. That sounds beautiful, man. Looks Thanks, good. man. I know out here trying, trying to make it more practical. Cause like you said, like I'm using significantly less energy now. I'm, I'm not walking to and from the subways. I'm not rushing into my office. I'm not running to catch a train. Um, so anything I can do to get my activity count up, I am doing it. Let me tell you, I am trying so hard to make my calorie goal every day on my watch. 
somehow, some way, whether it's with steps or a workout, I'm really trying because otherwise your girl will gain some weight and it will not be pretty. Oh, I think everybody's coming out of this with just a little, a little bit on. A little yeah. Bit. Maybe a little, like three pounds. <laughs> that quarantine weight. It's fine. The coronation. Uh, well, the coronation. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Well, on that note, I think that's a really good place to kind of end off another episode of keeping it together. That sounds good to me. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Once again, my name is Alyssa. And I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 2.18. Bye, guys. Stay healthy.